Hi again, Steve Stewart here. We've been uh, looking this week at passages uh, related to the Passion Week, the last week of Jesus' uh, earthly life, his ministry. And uh, where we're at now is we're at the night before his crucifixion. Jesus is in an upper room uh, with his closest friends. I, I was going to talk about the Last Supper or um, the Lord's Supper or Eucharist, but then I considered something else that was happening uh, in the upper room on that last night, so I think I'm going to go there. Uh, if you would like to hear teaching on the Eucharist, uh, earlier on YouTube we did a four-part teaching and uh, that I put up last year, but uh, you could access it today. Um, if you like these teachings, uh, you can just hit subscribe on YouTube and you'll be notified. So <clears throat> we're in the upper room, and I encourage you uh, to read both from the synoptics, that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and from John's different perspective uh, to get a fuller picture of all that is happening on uh, the night before he was crucified. Let me read to you uh, some of the passage from John 13. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, he got up from the table and took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. And then we'll skip down a few verses. After he'd washed their feet he and uh, put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you're blessed if you do them. So I want us to picture this briefly, but I want us to picture this group of his closest friends in this upper room, it's nighttime. There's a there's a, a a serious, urgent atmosphere that the twelve could feel. See, Jesus knew that he only had a few hours left with them. Um, you can read in the Matthew, Mark, and Luke account um, that Jesus was going to go and pray at the Garden of Gethsemane, and I think I'm going to talk about that uh, tomorrow. I'm sure that Jesus was feeling the growing weight and pain of what was about to take place. It was a battle on so many levels, not the least of which was this cosmic spiritual level. So that's the background. They're sitting there. Uh, we know that they have eaten together. Um, and now Jesus gets up and he, he takes off, he lays aside his clothes which, by the way, I think clearly uh, John presented to symbolize him laying aside his glory 
Paul writes about this in Philippians 5 to 11. But he did this to show them something profound. Um, He'd come from the Father, and this act of kneeling down with a basin of water and washing their feet revealed who the Father really is. The, the, the foot washing that he did was a prophetic act, and it pointed beyond that moment. It pointed again to his, his humility, his self-emptying that ultimately would lead to his death. And that's why he said, what I'm doing right now, you, you don't understand, but afterwards you will. Uh, Jesus was pointing the disciples to the cross, which was, after all, only hours away. He said, after the cross happens, you will understand the significance of this. It is. It includes kneeling down and washing your feet, but it is even more than that. And then he said this, for I set you an example that you also should do uh, as I have done to you. Jesus is is clearly saying that he set a pattern or an example for them and therefore for us to follow. It's it's a pattern of of humble service. Uh, It's an unavoidable call to full obedience. And it's interesting because he finishes this section with like a beatitude or a blessing because he says in verse 17, uh, if you live this way, if you if you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. To live this way, Jesus is saying, is the road to blessing. So, I want to point out six things, and we could talk for a lot longer on each one, but briefly, six things that Jesus is teaching us. It's, it's so much more than about foot washing. This is a passage that is a powerful demonstration of a whole new kind of life in the kingdom of God. So first of all, Jesus is revealing who God the Father really is. And, and if you can picture Jesus stooping down, towel around his waist, he's literally descending in order to serve. And, and this just shocks the disciples. That's why Jesus or Peter said, no, 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 you'll never wash my feet. Because this absolutely shook up his paradigm. He has already come to the point of recognizing that Jesus is God. Remember in Matthew 16, you were the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, he knows that he is the Lord. But not this kind of Lord. He's secure to follow a big, powerful God. You know, I think the church wants a powerful, victorious lion very often. There's a gap between all cultures, including uh, the church culture and the culture of the kingdom. Um, There there really is, for many of us, a gap uh, between our image of Jesus um, and who he really is. In this moment, he is revealing who he really is. Secondly, Jesus is confronting the pyramid power structures. All societies 
all organizations are built on this pyramid. You know, I spend a lot of time when I work with pastors and leaders overseas about helping them to recognize that the church has embraced the structure of the world and built the church in a, in a pyramid. But Jesus, in this picture of, of him washing the feet, he turns that pyramid upside down. He takes the bottom place. Let me say this again. Jesus takes the bottom place always. He came to transform our world, and that includes our whole organizational structures. Um, he wants to move us as is, is is the people of God, the body of Christ. He wants to move us from a pyramid into a family, into a living body Paul talks a lot about. So Jesus is demonstrating himself uh, so that we will learn. He is demonstrating himself as being the least, less than all of them. He gets down, he serves them. So we'll learn to be attentive to the least. The gospel is always upside down. The third thing I want to point out, foot washing is not about a new ritual. Uh, it is a revolution of humility, of smallness, of being other-centered. Jesus is showing us a whole new model for true authority. I, I always love in Mark 10 when uh, James and John, they want the best place in the kingdom. And it's like Jesus is waiting for that. And he calls everybody together and he says, now listen up. In the world, with the pyramid structure, in the world, they lorded over one another. And then verse 43 of Mark 10, this shall not be so with you. It's very emphatic. So Jesus knows who he is. He's completely secure serving. He says, you rightly call me teacher and Lord. There's no false humility, but it's an authority that comes from below, not down from above. What Jesus is teaching them and us is to live others-centered lives. His example, his profound example in that upper room is about service, love, communion of hearts, openness, vulnerability. Fourthly, Jesus gave his full attention to each one. If you just picture that scene, he slowly takes time to thoroughly wash each of their feet. He gives full attention. Jesus was revealing again in this action the infinite value of every person. So what Jesus did in that room, if we will embrace it, and the blessing is those who, who don't just hear it but who do it, if we will embrace that, um, we will see direct implications for our society. Since society is built on a pyramid, those who rule, who are at the top, have always got to, to work to maintain their position of power. And I believe this maintaining of the power structure is at the root of so many of our social uh, ills and evils right now. It is at the root of all racism. It is at the root of all sexism because it's those who are in power wanting to, to hold on to that. So what Jesus does is he flips it upside down. And if we're going to really follow him and embrace this, we see that what took place in the upper room has direct implications for the poor, the weak, the vulnerable, those who work in sweatshops. You know, just the other day I saw 
I was buying a shirt and, and, and I went and I looked at someone I really liked and I looked at the label and I saw where it was built. And because I've been to that country, which was Bangladesh, I know that it is sweatshops. It is, it is essentially slave labor. So if I'm going to serve and I'm going to see the most vulnerable, it has to affect a lot of aspects of my life. I want to give you one more lesson from this example of Jesus' foot washing. He's telling them and us, we need one another. Stay close to one another. He's also saying, stay close to the weak and the needy, the vulnerable, the lonely. That, that we, washing the feet is an expression of care and attention and friendship. Jesus challenges us with this. We, he says we are all to stay close to one another, but that means close to everyone. He lived this inclusive life I often talk about. And so it's a call to reach beyond our comfort zone, even our usual sphere, to one person, the one who got all of his attention as he washed their feet. And it's interesting, this episode finishes with a beatitude. He says, if you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. This is the way that life in the kingdom works. It's not one of the ways, it is the way. And so in that upper room, he set something in place that that if we embrace it, it will carry the whole direction of our lives. It will carry the way we see not only ourselves, our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we see the whole world. God bless you.